0: Before we begin, please note that multiple and sometimes conflicting pronunciations of some Native American names were discovered as part of research for this series. Every effort has been made to pronounce these names as respectfully as possible. Please also know that the DAR Continental Congress approved the American Indians Committee in 1936, and the National Society continues to follow the lead of the federal government in retaining that terminology. For example, the Bureau of Indian Affairs and the Museum of the American Indian. The Our Patriots podcast, honoring the men and women who achieved American independence and taken from the pages of American Spirit, the Daughters of the American Revolution's award-winning magazine. Charles Thompson leaves his mark. How an orphaned Irish immigrant became a key player in our nation's birth written by Jeff Walter and appearing on the pages of American Spirit magazine. As America was being conceived and birthed, Charles Thompson was in the thick of it all. He not only helped instigate the revolution, but also helped deliver and foster the new nation. As Secretary of the Continental Congress throughout its 15-year existence, he chronicled America's formative history and he helped create an enduring American symbol. John Adams dubbed him the Samuel Adams of Philadelphia, a nod to his own second cousin. And when the Continental Congress sent the Declaration of Independence for its first printing, it bore only two signatures John Hancock and Charles Thompson. Teacher, Merchant, Friend of Indians Thompson was born November 29, 1729, in County Derry, Ireland. When he was 10, his mother died and his father set sail for the colonies with Thompson and his brothers. His father fell ill at sea and died within sight of land. Upon arrival, the penniless orphans were separated. Charles was taken into the care of a blacksmith in New Castle, Delaware and educated in New London, Pennsylvania. In 1750, he became an instructor of Greek and Latin at the Philadelphia Academy, forerunner of University of Pennsylvania. He also established himself as a merchant of integrity, which led to the Delaware American Indians selecting him to represent them in negotiations leading to the Treaty of Easton. This 1757 agreement between the British colonial governors in Pennsylvania and New Jersey and 13 American Indian nations declared that the Delaware would not ally themselves with the French against Great Britain. In exchange, large areas of land were returned to the tribes." Thompson, who blamed Pennsylvania proprietors' policies toward the natives for the French and Indian War, took a keen interest in American Indian issues and learned the Delaware language. The Delaware tribe even adopted him into their nation, giving him an American Indian name meaning man of truth or man who tells the truth. Political activism. As dissatisfaction toward British policies grew in the colonies, Thompson aligned himself with the Whig Party and its push for a Continental Congress. He also became a leader of the Sons of Liberty, a secret organization that opposed the actions of the Crown. Other members included Samuel Adams, Paul Revere, John Hancock, Benjamin Rush, Oliver Wolcott, and even Benedict Arnold. After the British Parliament passed the wildly unpopular Stamp Act, Thompson helped force the resignation of John Hughes, official stamp collector for Pennsylvania, and a close friend of Benjamin Franklin in the prime of his power. The First Continental Congress convened September 5, 1774 in Philadelphia. Loyalist members of the Pennsylvania Assembly prevented Thompson and other radicals from becoming delegates, but after the Massachusetts delegates including John and Samuel Adams arrived, Thompson was elected secretary, which he would not relinquish until 1789. The final adoption and signing of the Declaration changed the nature of Thompson's position as the Secretary's Office became an official U.S. Department. In his study, Charles Thompson, Prime Minister of the United States, in the Pennsylvania Magazine of History and Biography, Volume 101, Number 3, published by the Historical Society of Pennsylvania in July of 1777, Fred S. Rolater, a history professor at Middle Tennessee State University, makes a case that Thompson's power and effectiveness would make later presidents envious. His duties were wide-ranging and ever-expanding, beginning with keeping the journals of Congress, which entailed recording the resolutions that were adopted for inclusion in the minutes. Because some materials were omitted from the published journals, Thompson also kept secret journals for domestic and foreign affairs. At various times over his tenure, his responsibilities also included certifying the authenticity of Congressional actions, serving as Congress's directing administrator, and the liaison for the body's wartime communications with General George Washington, supervising the transfer of essential documents and materials when Congress moved from Philadelphia to Baltimore and back, conducting important investigations, and notifying U.S. states and federal departments of laws and resolutions passed by Congress. In addition, he was immersed in foreign affairs, including sending congressional resolutions to the British King and Parliament, authorizing privateers to attack and capture enemy vessels at sea, and even serving for 18 months as unofficial secretary of foreign affairs. The British saw Thompson as a crucial cog in the American war machine and twice tried unsuccessfully to place a spy in his office. Their second attempt in 1781 resulted in their agent being hanged. On June 13, 1782, Thompson and lawyer William Barton, an expert in heraldry, were tasked with designing the Great Seal of the United States, a national emblem or coat of arms, This process had been initiated in 1776, but since then, three committees had submitted ideas that had been rejected. Thompson, while not an artist, synthesized the best aspects of the various designs into a cohesive whole. On June 20th, the Continental Congress officially adopted the new design. Character and Controversy the well-educated Thompson had a reputation for honesty that earned him the trust and respect of superiors, peers, and subordinates, but while he was often a unifier, he could also be headstrong, full of Scots Irish fire, unafraid to take a controversial stance and skilled at making enemies. In a 1785 letter to Thomas Jefferson in support of the Virginians' deepening anti-slavery stance, Thompson painfully acknowledged the problems such a position could bring in the South but concluded, quote, This is a cancer we must get rid of. It is a blot on our character that must be wiped out. Among Thompson's detractors was Delegate James Searle, who once started a cane fight with him on the floor of Congress claiming Thompson's official minutes had misquoted him. After the Constitutional Convention created a new form of government when the Constitution was ratified in 1788, Thompson's days in office were soon to be over. George Washington became America's first president on April 30, 1789, and Thompson resigned as secretary on July the 23rd, bringing to an end the Continental Congress. He spent the remainder of his life at Harriton House in Pennsylvania, translating a Bible from Greek into English. According to Thomas Jefferson in a letter to John Adams, Thompson in his old age could not even recognize the members of his household. He died August 16, 1824, at the age of 94. And a quick sidebar to this story about the Great Seal. The Great Seal of the United States is distinguished on one side by an eagle with arrows outstretched, clutching 13 arrows in its left talon, and an olive branch in the right, reflecting the original 13 states and the nation's desire for peace while being prepared for war. The flip side features a pyramid topped by the Eye of Providence. Both sides have been featured on the $1 bill since 1935. In 1782, Charles Thompson described to Congress the symbolism of the Great Seal, which shares the colors of the American flag. White signifies purity and innocence, red, hardiness and valor, and blue signifies vigilance, perseverance, and justice. I hope you have enjoyed this edition of the Our Patriots podcast and that you'll listen to future installments each focused on a patriot who helped to win our independence. I also know that you will enjoy reading more about our nation's fascinating history by receiving a subscription to American Spirit magazine. Visit us at DAR.org and search for American Spirit. Consider, too, researching your family tree and joining our service organization of dedicated women devoted to promoting historic preservation, education, and patriotism. There's something for everyone in today's DAR. This has been the Our Patriots Podcast, a dynamic duo high five production in association with the Daughters of the American Revolution and Tin Shingle.